My name is Stella Drew Sheldon. And my name is Graham Wheeler Nelson. And this is Anything, Anything But, but Spielberg. Spielberg. So, uh, you watched the new Joe Rogan episode? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a red light now. <laughs> a red light? His set is all lit red. Wait, no, I haven't seen that. What the fuck? It really fucks with his skin. When you watch it on the YouTube video, it's like... Can you see through his skin and he's just a lizard underneath? Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, if we're talking lizard people, like... Like, Joe Rogan's definitely one of them. But, like, I the lizard people one, I feel like out of all the conspiracies, it's, like, actually the one I hate the least. <laughs> it's it's almost, it's like the, uh, the New World Order conspiracy, where it's, like, it's kind of almost true. <laughs> where it's, like, yeah, a cabal of rich people at the, the, the top. Shit, like, I'm not really against it, because it's, like, yeah, it's, like, just not the way that conservatives think it is, but it is accurate. Like, it's it really a thing. is. It really is. But then because like no, nobody in america knows about politics like yeah people take it as a pride to like fucking not know about politics and so then they get they channeled this like intuitive knowing into fucking conspiracy theories yeah. and the fucking <laughs> the denver airport <laughs> dude the denver airport ones are really dumb too <laughs> but people take it really really seriously like i think one of my roommates um, from a couple uh, from my freshman year, I think, took it really seriously, and he lectured us about it. <laughs> That's crazy. It's really stupid. So too. at the beginning of the pandemic, I got super into r slash conspiracy, which is like not my proudest moment. But I was like, I was like, like I didn't know what was happening because like nobody knew what was happening. It was the beginning yeah. of like the end of the world, basically, and like. And so I got really into these conspiracy theories before, like, all of the, like, QAnon, like, bullshit started. And it was just, like, so crazy because, like, these people, like, need to go to a therapist. <laughs> or something. Maybe even a doctor. <laughs> a real doctor. Get your head checked out. Yeah. Wait, well, what conspiracy theory were we talking about, though? What was the, the lizard people. Okay, yeah. But so while I was on r slash conspiracy, I did see this one video, and it was, like, it looked pretty solid because it was somebody taking a video of their TV, like, like doing, like, some news broadcast. And, like, it was some, like, morning show or something dumb. And, like, I swear to God, the anchor's eyes, like, the anchor lady's eyes just, like, closed. Graham can see what I'm doing, but you can't as an audio listener. <laughs> this is an audio-only format. <laughs> so, but, like, basically, her eyes, like, blinked the wrong way, like, inwards. And, like, it was, like... Was a person right there <laughs> on morning television? Yeah, and if there were going to be lizard people, it would be the people on morning oh, television. Yeah. Those are non-human. And Joe people. Rogan. Yeah, he's a buff lizard. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen a buff lizard. <laughs> Today on the Buff Lizard podcast, <laughs> that's a great name for a band. <laughs> buff lizard. Ooh, I yeah, them. yeah. It's like Def Leppard, kind of. But yeah, like and not. Eddie Lizard and the Gizzard Wizard or whatever. <laughs> Anywho, today we're talking about uh, this director, these two directors actually, <laughs> called the Cohen Brothers. Don't know if you've heard of them. <laughs> kind of a small niche niche group of directors. Kind of underground, kind mm. of uh, under the radar. You kind of have to know about it to know about it. <laughs> Obviously, we're 100% joking because um, the Cohen Brothers have made a million movies and you've most yeah. definitely seen at least one or two of They're them. They're really well known. Yeah. <laughs> If you if you don't like, they're famous people. They've won it. Oscars. <laughs> okay, so um, just rundown of the director. I like what 
I pulled up like their full Wikipedia page. However, like it just wasn't that interesting. I was like, I was just underwhelmed by it in general. But um, they were born and raised in St. Louis Park, Minnesota. So I was born and raised in Minnesota, <laughs> and I'm just looking up where this is. It's a suburb in Minneapolis, and I grew up uh, two hours away from Minneapolis. Oh, really? So I was pretty close. How like, I've... big is Minnesota? So I live in southeast Minnesota, which is also kind of where Minneapolis is, because Minneapolis is really kind of in the center east. Okay. But there's a lot up north. It's like Canada, where like the, like 90% of the population lives in the south. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like that in Minnesota, where it's like... Besides Duluth up north, nobody. It's like the forest. The like, how close are you to the border? Of which state? Wisconsin? No, of Canada. Oh, so far away. Really? <laughs> very, very far. Minnesota's huge up and down. I just think, like, all of that, like, grouping of states, they're all, like, just squares in the middle of the country oh. that I forget that are there. Oh, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I only remember it because I, like... I, just my OCD things. I get really obsessed with memorizing all the state capitals, even though I never can memorize all of them, but I pretty much know all of them. Um, Minnesota is St. Paul. Mm-hmm. It is. And it's the Twin Cities, Minneapolis yeah, and St. Yeah. Paul, because they're really, really close together. But also, like, they're also two cities, two different cities, and so they're pretty far apart, like, considering, like, they're two medium, small, medium cities, but then put together, they're like, it seems like a big city. But it's really two smaller cities. Wait, so like if you're in, like, is there like a transition from city to city where there's mm-hmm. no city? There's it's not no city. city. There's just like suburb. Oh, lame. And like you have to drive like 10 minutes on a highway between them. That's stupid. Like they're definitely separate cities. Yeah, I've never been to like further in the Midwest than Illinois. Yeah. Um, Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> and podcast. Chicago. <laughs> the end. But... I could see I I could see uh, Wisconsin from my window. Ooh. I and I could see the lake the and well not the lake the river Mississippi River but we called oh. it Lake Pepin, <laughs> and it's the birthplace of water skiing. Believe it or really? not, really, it is. That's interesting. And uh, I could see it from my window. That's cool. Um. Anywho, Cohen <laughs> Brothers guys, born and raised in Minnesota. You love to see the local guys support small businesses. They are. He's from an Ashkenazi Jewish family. And they were born three years apart. I thought that they were twins, so... Oh, I kind of assumed that, that, that yeah. That was news to me. Like, the, the Deffer brothers are twins, right? I think so. I feel like they should be. I think if, if brother not, is in your bad. name, you should definitely be twins. They both went to Chapman. I remember when I was applying to Chapman, they were like, the Deffer brothers went here. Uh, uh, wait, who are the Deffered brothers? The Deffer brothers. They did Stranger Things. Oh, shit. I guess I just never knew their name. Do you apply but to they Chapman? Went, they ch- Chapman? No, I applied to LMU. I did too. They had a religious question on their Common App, and my like counselor was like, no, say that you're religious, because that'll increase your chances of getting in. I'm like, I fucking hate this shit, what? That's fucked up. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I applied to LMU and Chapman, and I didn't get in either. Well, Damn. LMU deferred me, and then they waitlisted me, oh. and then they denied me. <laughs> That's what happened to me at, like, every school but Emerson and, like, my safeties. And so I'm yeah. glad I got Emerson. <laughs> well, I, was, I looked out because I was going to apply to, like, fucking, like, 12 schools, and then I, like, I ended up really, really liking Emerson, and I got in early, and I was like, yeah, yeah I'm just gonna go here. Me too, me too. I, yeah, I applied to, like, NYU and USC, and I'm so glad I didn't go there. I think I would have hated my life. Oh my god! I, well, I've heard like, especially film school 
at both NYU and USC are like so like just so competitive and like yeah. everybody's like really like backstabby with each other in that yeah. culture, which I don't feel like Emerson really is. I mean, there's like a lot of like douchebags, but like yeah, it's not like it's not like that. No, yeah. and like every I just imagine everybody there is like super privileged, which like also Emerson, but yeah, but in a different way. Yeah. Like I don't want to name names. We'll bleep this out, but like. <laughs> Yeah. Away. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like everyone who goes to USC is. <laughs> I'll bleep it out. Don't worry. I'll bleep it. <laughs> just this is now a call out podcast. Or we just say the people we don't like at our school. <laughs> I'll bleep it out. Don't worry. So anywho, Joel Cohen went to NYU, but Ethan Cohen went to Princeton. Um, which I feel like if you're going to Princeton for film, that's kind of fucking weird. <laughs> Why would you do that? But like, it's an Ivy. So I guess you just are uh, kind of baptized into fucking success I if you assume, do that. Like, I mean, like most Ivies don't have film programs that are like good film programs. I heard Columbia. Oh, is, Columbia uh, like, University yeah. is like the But one. also it's just in New York. I feel like that's just like part yeah. of it. Yeah. No, I know Columbia does because they have like that big like final like thesis project that like takes up your whole senior year. It's apparently like super cool, but whatever whatever i'm not bitter about it fuck you columbia <laughs> um yeah columbia's cool what, what were we just saying the Cohen brothers yeah um nyu and princeton oh yeah, yeah yeah like does harvard have a film program fuck i think so they've got the harvard film archive like that's a big deal in like archival places um <laughs> like with libraries because i work at the library and so I kind of, I'm kind of an expert. <laughs> kind of a library guy now. Uh, it's true. I fucking love libraries. So I, know, I like know people like in college studying like librarian studies. I, if Emerson had a library program, I would totally switch my name. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I feel, like, do you need a degree to be a librarian? Yes, absolutely. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Did they get like paid well? No. <laughs> and like all libraries are kind of getting like, yeah, there's like, a public, public, uh, uh, what's it called? Like a uh, stigma against libraries. Cause it's like, we're in the digital age. People are like, well, I can just get it on my phone or I can just buy it on Amazon. Well, we can. But the public libraries, something so special about public no, libraries. There absolutely I is. I love public libraries. There totally yeah. is. And like, yeah, but I also like people just aren't reading as much, and that's just the way it is. That's really like, sad too. Yeah, it is sad, but like I fucking like I don't read as much as I should. Like I'll yeah. buy books all the time because I'm like I want to read again, and then like, but anytime I read, I'm like, no, I should be writing. I should be like watching something. Like I feel like I don't know. It's dumb because now I feel like I need to be like productive with my time and like do film stuff. Yeah, yeah. I I love reading. I just went down to the Brattle Bookshop. Just hung out there for like an hour. It was great. You should check out in Harvard right now. There's, um, no, it's not in Harvard. It's by Central in Cambridge. There is a bookstore that's like closing and everything's like super on sale. I oh. got two books there the other day for like a dollar. Oh, fuck. What's it called? I don't know. Oh, it's, shit. It's, I'll Google it. It's I'll by um, Central Square, like more towards the Harvard direction than cool. in, inward. Fuck. That's awesome. Yeah. I bet the Cohen brothers read a lot. They're pretty <laughs> smart, huh? I, apparently, they went to NYU and Princeton. Well, and apparently, Joel is married to Frances McDormand. I know. So I read that, and that was complete news to me. Did they marry before Fargo or after Fargo? Oh, I read that they married um, 
Did they fall in love on the set? They fell in love on the set of a different movie oh, that they did. But it, that's really sweet. It was like one of the smaller Coen Brothers movies that I've never seen. That's really sweet. That's kind of a Hollywood love story. I, I'm just like a little disappointed that Frances McDormand's straight. <laughs> she would be an awesome lesbian. She I just have to a, say, she would be an amazing. She'd lesbian. be an icon for the community. Like, I, like, I don't know. I just, I made that assumption. That's on me. But like, I, made, I think it was just wishful thinking. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I don't know. You, you just see some people sometimes and you're like, man, I wish they were a lesbian. But who is, uh, who's Ethan married to? Trisha Cook. Who? I'm going to look her up. I saw that. <laughs> I, I was like, I don't know who that is, but like, she's in things. She's a Hollywood woman. <laughs> a Hollywood actress. She's a star. She's in showbiz. Oh, wait, no, she's an editor. Just kidding. Oh, that's actually. You don't that's fucking actually know her. Nobody knows her. <laughs> but I mean, that's important work. That's like, that's really cool. That's sweet. Did they meet on set too? I'm I guess it doesn't say. Probably, it probably won't yeah, say. Yeah, they probably won't say. <laughs> but um, that's surprising. Yeah. Um, so what do you think of the Coen brothers? So I think they're very, uh, it, very touch and go with me, honestly. It's either I love them or I hate them. Like there's some movies that are fucking absolute classics that, um, you know, you need to see in your life. But I mean, fucking, then you've got Barton Fink. <laughs> <laughs> There are some hardcore Barton Fink fans. It is a real thing. Um, I'd say, like, I, I completely agree. I think that, like, it's just, like, I... A lot of people think that they have, like, a signature style. I don't see it. Like, I feel like every movie they do is very, very different. They have, like, that signature kind of, like, dry slapstick comedy that I'm not a fan of. But I like their more serious movies. Um, and, like, I... But they're all different. Like, I wouldn't... Honestly, if I didn't know that they all directed all these movies just from, like, just basic film knowledge, like, I probably wouldn't have been able to tell that it's the same director. It's very true. I, I would say they have a very similar tone through their yeah. movies. And, like, Except a lot of their movies but, are but about even, the same thing. Yeah, but even there's an exception, the fucking, fucking, what's it called? Fucking, uh, <laughs> No Country for Old Men? Yeah. Like, the Coen brothers? <laughs> really? So, I totally agree with you. Um, but... And a lot of the co the comedic movies are very... It's the same sense of humor. It's the same tone throughout. Same, like, it's kind of kooky. Like, kooky is it's a good kooky. word for it. It's, I, it's kooky. It's kooky. But you can't get more specific than that. No. It's <laughs> literally the most specific term for what their style is. Um, Story-wise, like, the only really solid theme that you could find without is just, like, escalating conflict or, like, escalating danger. Yeah. They're like just bad decisions in any of their movies because it's like I feel like with literally all of their movies that's how they write is just like like bam everything just gets more and like goes up and up and up and then their endings are never I wouldn't say that all their endings are bad but like their endings are always like very signaturely like bam there yeah. it is there's yeah. the ending you didn't think it was gonna be there did you but it's happening <laughs> the movie's over fuck you uh, <laughs> it's like the one of those movies where the lights come on and you're really frustrated you're like oh they're coming on now what are you doing just like mid-sentence like yeah but this is done now yeah yeah but at the same time except not in oh brother where art thou i'd say that's the only exception i haven't seen oh brother where art thou but i've oh, seen the yeah, clips yeah. i've seen the musical oh. clips where they're singing <laughs> Yeah, valid. Movies. Yeah, let's let's dive right into Fargo. So I fucking love Fargo. I love Fargo too. I grew up in Minnesota. I uh, 
I know the accent. <laughs> um, there's people you have I know. The accent. Well, not that strong though. But there's people I know who do have it that strong. Like there's people I've met where it's like, oh shit. <laughs> Dude, I fucking love that. The um, like Midwestern accent so charming. I find it so nice. And my mom has like a really like light Midwestern accent, but like. Like opposed to like a southern accent that's like just obnoxious and like you just or Boston. Hate it. Like yeah, I like, like the Boston accent in some sense. It's but really fun it's when very you, you're like on the tier or something and you like run into like some aggressive townie who's just like speaking in that thick accent and you're like, You're not even real. <laughs> you're not a real person. But it's also so entertaining. But the the Min- northern Minnesota accent specifically, because even if you go into like North Dakota, you're it's gone. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna get that. Or like Wisconsin, Michigan, fuck you. Not that. Um, it's iconic. I love it so much. Yeah. And it's, they're always so friendly too. That's part yeah, of the I accent. Yeah, I like that vibe. Is it's a, like a cozy, like, oh, let me uh, make you some hot chocolate and uh, <laughs> fucking uh, talk to you. No, I love it. it. It's, it's like, it's a very wholesome accent and I'm, I'm always here for it. And, and it, it's, it, it works so well in this movie. It's and it's so, so funny all on its own. Like they could say anything and it could be funny. Yeah. But like, I think obviously it was... Like, maybe not a distinct choice, but, like, something that happened and was successful in the movie is just, like, the dichotomy between, like, the accent, or not the dichotomy, the fucking contrast between the accents and, like, the what's actually happening and what the characters are doing, because it's, like, like, so fucked up, and then they have these, like, whimsical accents. <laughs> it's just, it's so great. I love it. And that's the Minnesota culture in general. We're very passive-aggressive. <laughs> like, I don't want to start conflict with you, so I'll just pretend everything's fine, <laughs> even though everything's clearly not fine. <laughs> I love it. It yeah. takes the culture into account. <laughs> they did their research. Well, they grew up there, so I guess that makes sense. It's true. Right. There aren't many movies set in, like, a very snowy setting. It's true. I mean, because, well, everything's fucking filmed in L.A., but, like, also, like, I guess it's just so temperamental. Because, like, at most winters, there's weird, like, there'll be, like, a random week where it's, like, sunny and warm. Yeah. And it, it, I would imagine it's so shitty to shoot in, too. Yeah. Like, I don't want to shoot a movie in the cold. Oh, yeah. But, like, also, like, and, like, snow doesn't really look pretty, like, in no, person. No, definitely. <laughs> definitely. And I think that's one thing they do really, really well is to visually, like, really explore snow and white. Yeah. And, like, empty space and contrast like yeah. that. Like, the cinematography in this movie. And I, like, in uh, their other movies, in all their movies, they're, it's good. But I feel like in Fargo especially. No, it's really good. It's, like, it's very like it's fun to watch yeah like like the little paintings they're making on the screen i love it yeah i I, i'm a big fan of fargo have you watched the show at all i watched the first season and it was okay it was pretty good i love that show i think i remember liking it a lot but i just never continued it's super dense i i'd say watch the rest of it is Um, it on hulu or what's it on i think it is on hulu yeah it's on hulu oh shit yeah it's totally on hulu yeah watch it all um, I think the second season has, there's one specific thing that happens in the second season that's, like, very controversial in terms of whether people think it was, like, really dumb of them, but, like, um, I really like it, and I think the third season's also amazing, and the fourth season is coming out, like, in, like, a week or something. Oh, shit. Or maybe it already came out, I'm not sure, but, um, it's supposed to be super good, and it's, like, it, the, it's more, like, more focused on like a black detective or something Ooh. which is like cool because like it's been like such a historically white show um minnesota yeah. is historically white except for the monk 
The what? The Hmong. What is the what? They come from some country, <laughs> but it's uh, we have a large Hmong population. I think it's like some in Asia. There's a a country where they're called Hmong. Like Mongolia. Oh, it might be Mongol, but I think we they would maybe may, uh, it's like Hmong, like H U M G. Oh, well, yeah. I feel like Mongolian. Hmong people. I feel like I might Mon- have to cut this out because this is yeah. like Mongols sounds racist. Yes. <laughs> The Hmong slash Hmong people is an Asian ethnic group in China and Southeast Asia. Huh. See, so it doesn't even, that's like the entire continent. <laughs> oh, mainly in Southern China, Vietnam, Laos, Thailand, and Myanmar. <laughs> Geography by Graham. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we love them. We love them. They're welcome. That's and nice. uh, a lot of Somalis too. Somalians. Ooh. Which we Vermont's love. We just love. white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, once you get outside the Twin Cities, it's all white and yeah. farmers. <laughs> uh, but I love Minnesota. Don't get me wrong. I love Minnesota. <laughs> it's a beautiful state. Would you move back to Minnesota ever? Maybe, maybe. But I'd want to live out in the middle of nowhere, though. And, like, yeah. not in the Twin Cities and not in, like, a town. Like, I want to live in the forest if I'm going to move back there. <laughs> like, I, I, I want no in-between with me. It's either I'm going to live in a big city and, like, fucking downtown in the action or I'm going to live out in the in the woods. <laughs> like, I love that. That's awesome. Would um, you ever move to Minnesota? I, no. <laughs> it's it's going to be a no for me. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> I, I like my coasts. I mean, I guess Vermont's not really like a coastal state, but... It's almost there. Yeah. I've, Mentally, you can pretend. I've always lived by the ocean, like within three hours of the ocean, and, and I like it that way. Yeah, and there's that New England charm, too, that you just can't yeah, get. Yeah, I do. I, I like New England a lot, and but I also hate the cold, so I'm going to have to move somewhere warm at some point. Yeah, that's my philosophy, too, is that I really don't want to move back to Minnesota because I'm done with fucking winter. I, I want to do another one. I literally, I want to like try Arizona at some point in my life, just to have the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't be bad honestly every day hot and sunny yeah beautiful fucking beautiful i'm fine with that wear shorts actually get like don't have a vitamin d deficiency exactly (laughs) you don't get that uh sunshine depression yeah (laughs) which is like if if anybody seasonal depression yeah is not from the the northeast and is wondering if they should move to the northeast like don't no just just don't do it literally like the seasonal depression is a real thing and it's terrible yeah i'm literally dreading um like, i'm dreading it dude whenever the pendulum starts to swing even if like now it's still warm out like i wore shorts oh, during no, the you day can today, tell, though, it's coming but i'm depressed <laughs> because i know it's coming i know it's bad because i know that it's going to be bad yeah yeah and what's even worse is that i'm going we're all going back in on thanksgiving and yeah. so just when it's starting to get fall like deep into fall like good fall in boston because like i feel like it doesn't get bad winter here until like december no. late december no it's definitely like later than where i'm from yeah so I'm, I'm going from like beautiful fall to uh fucking middle of winter in yeah. minnesota like right now <laughs> no it's shame. like 30 there <laughs> no it's like the the trees are all red in vermont right now like yeah. they're, they're ready yeah fuck no it's fucked up <laughs> it always snows on thanksgiving it always snows on thanksgiving yep yeah. I hate that shit. One time we had a snow on uh, Halloween. Ooh. Yeah, so did we. It might have been the same year. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Might have been the same storm. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> that's how that works. I don't think that's how weather works. <laughs> um, but I love Fargo. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've never actually been to Fargo, the town, though, the city. I, I knew a friend who uh, moved there, and she hated it. Fargo Moorhead. Moorhead is the Minnesota side. Fargo is the North Dakota side. Oh, is it split? Yeah. Oh. It's like Minneapolis-St. Paul. It's shitty. Dude, the pop- I thought it was like a bigger city. The population's like 120,000. Yeah. It's like not that big. In Minnesota, that's a pretty good sized city. Like, <laughs> it's that and Rochester, Minnesota. Like that's the Although Rochester, Minnesota is where uh, the Mayo Clinic is. And so uh, I'm healthy. Oh. I mean, the Burlington, the largest city in Vermont, our pop- that population is 40,000. I feel like Vermont's different though because everything's so spread out to, to yeah, begin with. Yeah, it's just tiny. And because isn't Vermont like the second most rural state in the u.s good question because i think wyoming is number one and then uh vermont is number two it just like, like people per square mile i don't I know i can't find an actual list of the most rural states <laughs> <laughs> this might be a buzzfeed article <laughs> don't you hate when you quote statistics and then it's a buzzfeed article <laughs> or people are like oh yeah i saw that on reddit too <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna not. Let, we can't go into Oh Brother Where Art Thou because you haven't seen it. But let's let's talk Raising Arizona. I also haven't seen Raising. You haven't Arizona. seen it? I thought we had to watch it in one of our film classes. I don't think so. Did we? Maybe it was the one that we didn't have together, the film history too. Yeah. I had that guy who like vapes and like like hit on a student. <laughs> I had I had a guy who should have hit on a couple students because he was attractive, <laughs> and uh, he could have. What a what a mystery! <laughs> no, I saw actually saw this professor on the street the other day. I, I hope he's not listening to this, but like um, he, at like one of my classmates just saw him like just ripping fat babe clouds on the street one day after class. Also, like he was the one who was like, like I think it was oh fuck, what was the movie? Um, Jewel Law. No, Easy Driver. <laughs> easy Rider. Um, easy Driver. Easy, you know, yeah, yeah, easy yeah. driver, <laughs> the much more tame version of Easy Rider. It was we like we're analyzing Easy Rider, and he's like, "Okay, folks, raise your hand if you've done hallucinations." <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> That's Emerson for you. Yeah. Well, our our freshman year production film production teacher, oh. she uh, on the first day of class, she showed us a PowerPoint of her Burning Man visit. She didn't know what the she was doing no she was a bad she teacher. was so sweet she was such a nice person but she's like she's like okay here's my first class let's watch my burning man slideshow and then uh let's watch some video essays yeah too. So just some youtube film video essays and then like i found her instagram and it was all like bdsm kink stuff public instagram very public <laughs> they they had to have seen it when they hired her they yeah had to absolutely have known. we just googled her name <laughs> no it's diversity they're getting people from no the of course it's people. art it's yeah. art guys and then she like she would also we do like screenings but like not related to our curriculum <laughs> just <laughs> to kill time yeah well and we'd start every class with something we're thankful for and something we're looking forward to which was like a lot of pressure. It was an 8 a.m. class. <laughs> oh my God, I was so tired in that class. Holy shit. It was like half the people would just say, I'm uh, thankful I got up this morning. 
I'm thankful my alarm went off. Because <laughs> literally you have nothing to be thankful for. <laughs> you you have the least gratitude in your heart <laughs> at that hour in the morning. It's so true. God, I can't believe. Yeah, it was first semester was the only semester that I was like, I can do 8 a.m. classes. This isn't going to be too bad. And then like for the rest of my college experience, I'm like, okay, nothing before noon. Yeah. Nothing before noon. I wish I would have done that. It would have been smart. This <laughs> You're year, in 8 a.m. right now, aren't you? I'm in an 8 a.m. Taoism class. <laughs> and well, and I thought it would be taught by a Chinese man or at least an Asian man. But just because it's a Chinese philosophy and religion class, like you'd think they'd be the expert. But it's this man from Arkansas, this fat old man from Arkansas. He wore suspenders to our class and a three-piece suit. Can this be in the podcast? Can we say this? Let's keep it in. We're keeping it in. <laughs> and you, the Cohen brothers. Um, should we go to the Big Lebowski? Yeah, dude. Um, yeah. Well, let's do something else before the big Yeah, let's do No Country for Old Men. No, let's do that last. Oh, okay, okay. What else did they do? the best note we can end Um, on. There's literally so many. Did you see Hail Caesar? Yeah, I did see Hail Caesar. Well, didn't that movie fucking suck? What? I did not like that movie. I did. You did? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was really funny. I liked the tone. You've encountered contention. I liked the kooky storyline and the the, the Hollywood. I liked it. It was like Hollywood. It was too kooky for me. <laughs> Did you like the communist subplot? <laughs> I mean, I think honestly, maybe if I watched it now, I would have liked it. But like, I like I didn't know anything about the Red Scare when I was when I saw this. Like, in yeah, high I school. didn't like it the first time I saw it. I saw it with my mom, and I was like, yeah, I liked it, but I really did not. I didn't get it. But I saw it later, and maybe you should rewatch it. That the, the scene with the the actor, that one actor, <laughs> the actor, actor, the actor who's playing an actor. Yeah, that's literally the whole movie, isn't it? The the guy who played Han Solo in the newest movie. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. That scene where he's like, he has to redo the take, I think is one of the best scenes in Coen Brothers, like their filmography. I fucking love that scene to no end. I, yeah, I, I'll need to rewatch it because I haven't seen it since it came out. And I just, it came out and I was like, I, I was also like young, but I was like, man, I I hate this shit. Like, <laughs> like the, their type of like quick pacing with their comedy, I really don't like. I find it like just so like I don't know, like so purposeful in a way that is not not my style. Yeah, I get that. I get that. It's either it's a hit or a miss. Yeah. For me. Like s- sometimes I really really love it, but fucking sometimes it's like it just really doesn't doesn't hit. It misses. I haven't seen Inside Lewin Davis. I haven't either. Isn't that doesn't he get a cat? Isn't that a big deal? And I, I downloaded it because I wanted to watch it because, um, like, Oscar Isaac, what's not to like? Um, and Cats, sure, guitar yeah, playing. Yeah, he's Bob Dylan, I yeah. think is the plot, isn't that right? Is that really? I mean, kind of. Okay. I really don't like just the look of the movie, though, just from watching the trailer. Like, yeah. I just don't like that look. And I know it's so immature because it's like, every like the cinematography should serve whatever film you're making yeah, but like, also, it doesn't have to be beautiful i disagree with that to some extent because it's like yes i get like you have like a stylistic choice to, like reflect like the tone or whatever but if it's not enjoyable for me to watch like if i watch it and it's making me mad because i don't like the way it looks then like you're i feel like you're doing something wrong yeah it needs to be something that i want to look at and like something that's visually engaging and like yeah yeah it has to be and like with be, inside Lewin Davis, it kind of seems like they were just like, mm, we're not doing color. We're just going to do shit on the screen. Yeah. We're going to rub the projector with shit. 
Yeah, basically. Let's do all brown tones. How about that? Brown is not a good color. It's not a fun color to look at. <laughs> Hot take from Graham today. Brown is not a fun color. It's not, and it's like, I, I can do sepia. Like, I can watch The Wizard of Oz and be like, I can enjoy the first half mm -hmm. and be like, ah, the olden days. <laughs> but we can't do that anymore, you guys. Like, I totally get black and Although, white. I love black and white. I'll say, I mean, they do like a more sepia thing for... Oh, brother, where art thou? But I think that works better in that yeah. movie because like, it, it's like I don't know. It's in it's in like the deep south and like yeah. like I don't know. And it it doesn't seem like as visually unengaging. It does. It's not as flat. Yeah. Either. And in Where Brother Where Art Thou? Correct me on this, but wasn't it the first movie to be digitally <laughs> color corrected? It was indeed. Stella told me that fact. <laughs> <laughs> I believe so. If I could be wrong here, but I think I remember from one of my film classes that um, the first, it was actually the first movie ever to use digital editing of any kind. Oh, wow. Because they use digital color correcting or di digital color grading um, for all of Oh Brother Art, that even though it was um, filmed analog. But then, like, um, I think Phantom Menace was the first movie to be, like, fully edited digitally. And, but Oh Brother Where Art Thou came out before Phantom Menace and it was just like, just the color grading. Wow. Because they wow. had to, it was like one of the first movies there where they had to like match each shot. And like it was, all the shots were like crazy green because they filmed it in the summer. And like they wanted it to all have that like standard tone throughout the entire movie, which is cool. It's fascinating. Yeah. And it still looks really good. Yeah, like, it really does. Because like, wasn't episode two, Star Wars episode two, the first all digitally shot film? Yeah. It, like major Hollywood? Maybe. Because like there was Wait. that one with that one, that one guy in that limo where it was like a shoot, shooting I mean, movie. it was the, the first movie to use like CGI too, like fully. That's Wait. disgusting. <laughs> First digital movies, Wind Horse. I've never heard of it. That does not count. <laughs> okay, whatever, whatever. It was one of the first. But yeah. um, no, or uh, fucking, what was it called? Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Yeah. Was um, beautiful. Yeah. I've never seen it, but it was beautiful. <laughs> it is beautiful, and it's, it's a great cast. And it's like, I just, it's a very enjoyable movie. It, it, you, like, if it's, it's one of those where if you're scrolling through the TV and it's, like, on, it's, like, I gotta watch it. Is it jolly? Is it a jolly movie? It is pretty jolly. And it has, like, such a nice, wholesome ending. And it's just, like, and the music's fun. Like, all of the actors in it are likable actors. And it's, like, it does the whole Odyssey thing. So, like, that's cool. It's an allegory. It's yeah. an adaptation. Who doesn't like an allegory? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. Come on. Come on. Get on it. Uh, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> okay, um... Yeah, and Raising Arizona was Raising Raising Arizona wasn't their first movie, was it? Oh my God, really? It was really was early. It really? Anyway, we had to watch that in our film class, and I was halfway through watching it in class. I realized that I had seen it as like a young kid, and I texted my mom, and I had. But it's like really young Nick Cage. Oh whoa! Yeah, and it's like pretty. It, it, the plot is that Nick Cage steals a baby. Steals a baby? Yeah. Oh my God! <laughs> From like like a senator or something. Jesus. <laughs> That's really funny. And then he gets, like, chased down by the devil on a motorcycle. Oh, shit. Or, like, death or something. That sounds really good. I'll have to watch that. It is, is, it, it is pretty good. I've heard it's really funny. And it, it's, like, they're... It's not... Oh, it oh, would oh not, is it not? It is, like, it's, like, a comedy. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's really funny. It's, like, more of that Coen Brothers style where it's, like, it's it's kooky. It's very kooky. But I it's enjoyable. It's kooky. Have you ever seen A Serious Man? 
I haven't. Oh, it's so good. It's very Jewish. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, you would love this movie. You and Corey Mack should watch this movie. Corey Mack, my sweet mate, very, very Jewish. Corey, if you're listening to this. We love you. We love you. <laughs> it was great making a kissy noise. <laughs> uh, yeah, Serious Man. It's very Jewish. And Is it's that Joaquin in weird. it? Joaquin Phoenix? Joaquin Phoenix? No. I, wait, who's in it, though? Um, I'm, just see, I'm just seeing a thumbnail. Oh, it's that actor. Michael Sh- 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 <laughs> Sh- Schultenberg. <laughs> he was you. in a... Um, Call Me By Your Name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the That's Shape of Water. so good. It's so good. I did not like The Shape of Water either. I liked it. I thought it was like fun. I, we'll, we'll, we'll do a Del Toro podcast. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen much of Guillermo Del Toro. <laughs> I, lo- I just love that he's an Always Sunny. Guillermo del Toro? Yeah. <laughs> Is he, who does he play in Always Sunny? He plays like the Mick Poyle grandfather in the the, um, the trial episode. <laughs> I'll have to rewatch that. Yeah. That sounds fucking hilarious. I don't it's remember really that It's really good. I don't think he has any, no, he has like maybe one line. It's just like, that's Guillermo del Toro in Always Sunny. <laughs> that's fantastic. Oh my God. That's fucking hilarious. Um... Okay, let's, let's go all in on Big Lebowski. Okay, so don't get me wrong. <laughs> We're going to say a lot of good things about Big Lebowski. We're going to say a lot of bad things about Big Lebowski. It's a good movie. I mean, come on. It's a, it it's is. a good movie. It is, and I can, I can, I'm big enough to acknowledge that it's a good movie. Um, but, like, I just don't understand, like, why its fan base is so intense. It's, like, like, viral. And it's the worst type of people, too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I don't know what kind of, like, specific, like, anomaly is that place where everybody who really likes a Big Lebowski is, like, somebody I really don't like. But, like, it's a real thing. It's even worse than having a Pulp Fiction poster in your dorm yes. room is having a Big Lebowski Absolutely. dorm room poster. At least, like, if you have a Pulp Fiction poster, it's like, oh, like, I know you're, like, boring enough to where we can probably get along. <laughs> but, like, if you have a big Lebowski poster, you definitely have some really bad takes and you're really defendant about them. And you're just like a shitty, lazy human being too. Like, I feel like that's the kind of person well, where it's like... I mean, it makes sense. If you glorify the dude, you're yeah. like, that, you're like, that says oh, something man, about you. Fuck the system. Like, I'm just gonna fucking yeah. drink uh, alcohol. Fuck it, I'm gonna cut that. That's... I, I <laughs> but like, you can recognize that like... <laughs> Wait, what am I saying? Hold on. They what what they've done is they've like put him up to idol status. Mm-hmm. Like they've worshipped him, and it, he, he's like nobody's worshiping the main character of Fargo. Like yeah, right? what the fuck? But like, like you can have a character that's like interesting and like fun to see on a screen without like being like I want to be that person. Yeah, <laughs> and like yeah. also like you can be interested in seeing a character and still like fucking hate that person in real life. Yeah, and it, it, that person's interesting on the screen because they're not a real person. You don't yeah. have to deal with them. Just because you depict something on screen doesn't mean you you what what's it called when you uh promote something you're uh advocating it doesn't mean you're advocating for it yeah yeah no fuck that shit i that's what i hate is just like well not even that like you see movies like wolf of wall street or like 500 days of summer yeah like where it's like people completely misinterpreting the point of the movie and the point of the movie is specifically in both those cases that the protagonist is a scumbag and like people just like 
putting those people up as like their idols when it's like no the the whole movie was trying to tell you not to do that <laughs> that's so difficult with like with wolf of wall street specifically and like yeah. with like war movies in general is yes. that problem of like where how do you not glorify something but also make it interesting and make a good movie and then you can't really as a filmmaker no. and then once fucking stupid audiences see it and they're like ah oh, yeah i want to be <laughs> like him i want to fight in the war yeah, that's that's why we have armies. Yeah. <laughs> and why we have fucking douchebags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the Big Lebowski. Yeah, literally. And I feel like there's a lot of good moments in the Big Lebowski. Like there I feel like there's so a lot much, of like iconography. Yeah. It's like It's it, very iconic. Yeah. It, but I don't find it enjoyable to watch and I think a lot of that's because of like that type of person who's ruined it for me. Yeah. It's uh it's like Quentin Tarantino where it's like the fan base has definitely diluted my enjoyment yes, of their movies. And for sure. Like Chris Nolan. Yeah. We go on and on. Our hot takes. We'll <laughs> save that for another episode, boys. Tune in another week. <laughs> For us getting shunned by the entire community. <laughs> well, we'll bleep that. We'll bleep it. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's very difficult to watch that movie all the way through. I feel like the pacing is just like way off. Like, yeah. At some points, it's just like, what the fuck is going on right here? And like visually, it's really nothing special. Mm-mm. Like, I mean, compared to like Fargo, like Fargo yeah. is like has so many like just visually stunning shots. I can't really find much of that in Big Lebowski. Yeah, and even in A Serious Man, it's it's like that, where it's a very yeah. visually like striking film. Um, but The Big Lebowski, it's it's really flat. Like it's very conventionally. Like I feel like I can't think of anything. Like that's not the thing you go to see it for. Yeah, you go to see it for the script and the acting and the jokes. And, and like it's everything. like ah, you know, he uh, does the thing. See, and he just did it. Yeah, uh, and he's there in the bathroom. And he's hey, the dude, hey, get it? It's dude, the dude, dude, the dude. Dude, <laughs> but he's also named Lebowski. Get it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just like. All of it, and it all, like, just has this, like, weird, like, I don't know, kind of, like, not, I don't want to say machismo, but, like, that kind of just, like, very, um... Schwarmy. Yeah, like, like uh. very male energy, but, like, it, like, toxic male energy that I don't, I'm not a big fan of. And not, like, I'm, like, a super feminist filmmaker or anything. I mean, like, obviously, I'm gonna have that slant a little bit, but I, I don't know. It just feels like... Like just a little smarmy at some yeah. points. Like I yeah. don't know. I don't know why. I can't explain it. It's it's the vibe. It's, it's absolutely it's the, vibe. the vibe. It's the vibe. And uh, yeah, it says a lot about you if you have that poster in your room. <laughs> <laughs> it, it do. It, it do be looking like that. It really do. So don't get the uh, don't get the Big Lebowski poster. <laughs> <laughs> it might be on sale, guys. But don't our pro it. tip for going into film school is. Don't put movie posters in your room unless they're cool movies. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Unless they're movies like they're and the cool movies are the movies that nobody's gonna he- like have heard yeah. of, and you're gonna be like, ah, I really like this movie. I'm gonna buy a poster, and everyone's like, what's that one? Why did you put yeah. that one? You're trying to explain it, and it sounds fucking stupid. Because it's like all the good movies you can't explain in a sentence. Exactly. So. <laughs> Let's have it in No Country. No Country for Old Men is so fucking good it is like honestly so i just i literally had to do what we did the catch thing on it so i watched those clips for that and then i also had to do like an analysis of the script for my screenwriting class oh shit you've gone in depth yeah i I feel like i've had a really big 
no country for old men week, but um, it was definitely like, it's so good. I love it so much. It's like everything, like I love, I'm not a big Western fan. I'm not either. I love the specific Western motif of like, well, also it's a Cormac McCarthy novel and Cormac McCarthy literally does this in all of his books, but like, of like finding the darkness in Western iconography of like, like, because we have this perception of the old West as being something that's like very heroic and masculine and like really strong and independent and like all of these like really positive signifiers when like, actually like the old west was super fucking brutal dangerous they just murdered a bunch of indians and took their land it was incredibly incredibly cruel and like unless you were a white man and even if you were a poor white man and like poor is like not too relative at that time because most people were poor in the old west back then it's like you were just like fucking like you were you were living a rough life like a really unhappy life and, like, we just, I don't know where our glorification of this kind of lifestyle came from. It's very American, too. Like, yes. that's Americana. Yeah. Like, fucking Robert Ford. Like, fucking all that. Um, I also think the the use of the Western iconography and, like, a horror aspect and to really fucking turn yeah. the tables on you is also done really well in There Will Be Blood. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. These, I, like, I've definitely confused those two movies before. Like, just their names or something in my head because they're... They're so similar in the way that they do that of just like like distorting the expected tone and like into giving you more of like the reality of the situation. Yeah, but it just draws you in even deeper too. Yeah. It's just like you you see the surface level Western, ah, the cowboy, mm-hmm. ah, the shootout, but then it gets fucking real. It's so fucking good. And it's good regardless of being a Coen Brothers movie. Like I feel like other Coen Brothers movies, you've got to specify. You're like, oh, this is a Coen Brothers movie. It's uh, it might sound a little weird, but it's 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 a Coen Brothers movie. Yeah. This one, you just say it's No Country for Old Men. Yes. And then you say, oh, that was a Coen Brothers movie. Exactly. But I mean, they didn't write it, so that might be a big part of it. True. Well, they I, they I think they adapted. The, yeah. Because it was Cormac the book. Yeah. Cormac McCarthy's my favorite author. Ooh, ooh, damn. I gotta say, I gotta say, I'm I'm that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway. <laughs> I hate to say I've never read Cormac McCarthy. I've, I've heard great things. Don't um, get me wrong. Yeah, The Road is one of my favorite books, and I know that's, like, a stereotypical answer, but I love that book. And, um, Blood Meridian's really good, and No Country's really good. Um, anyway, but the movie... Did he write True Grit, or she? Did they write True Grit? They, is it a woman? No, it's a man. <laughs> they might have. Because they also did... Coen Brothers also did True Grit, and they also did Burn After Reading, which was really good, but we're not going to talk about I don't, that. I don't think so. Well, never mind. <laughs> Let's uh, go back to No never Country for Old Men. Um, I, I th- th- so Javier Bardem. Let's just okay, start wait, off. Okay, just, I forgot to do our no spoil. Oh, there shit. will be spoilers. Oh yeah, there's definitely going to so be spoilers. We're going to dive into spoilers right now. Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem, such a fucking great performance. He really, Holy yeah. Fuck, chilling, chilling to the He's bone. A fantastic actor. Did you see Mother? You didn't see Mother. I didn't Darren see Aronofsky. Mother. He was in that, and he was like a normal man. He was very That's good as weird. a normal man. I like him as like a villain, though. Oh yeah, he's so fucking creepy. Like he almost doesn't in seem human. The James Bond movie he's in, um, Skyfall. That one, that was one of the better James Bond movies. I, I gotta say. That's one of the only James Bond movies I've seen. We had to watch one in my film class, my media crit class. Mm-hmm. And it was very shitty. It was like from the 50s. And oh, yeah, the like, old ones are so they bad. They were so bad. And, uh, but 
uh, I did see Skyfall, and I was so surprised to see him in that movie. Yeah. Like, when he came out, I was like, he did a great job. Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> um, but yeah, he's so creepy. He's so creepy. Yeah. But he's, like, on all accounts, a very nice guy. Is he really? That's what I've heard. That's good. Because I feel like if you do that method acting thing, and, like, I feel like Daniel Day-Lewis is the only one in Hollywood who can pull it off. But anybody else who does that, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> and, uh, and stop. It's not real. Because, <laughs> um, like, yeah, you have to learn, like, to turn it off. Like, yeah, no. Live your life. I, did we say this on... And we might have said this in one of the episodes. I don't know. But, like, basically, like, like that behavior is so destructive because it not only is, like, shitty for other people, it's shitty for yourself. It's not good for your brain to inhabit somebody else's mind like that for so long. Don't do it. Yeah. And plus, it, it, it doesn't give you an excuse to just be a an awful human mm-hmm. being and just, like, do sh- horrible <laughs> shit. Like, male mice. To dead, dead mice. Yeah. To fucking <laughs> actors on your set. Yeah, uh, I don't that's know. That's not okay. I'm, I'm always operating under the belief that nothing gives you an excuse to be a shitty person. Yeah, that's a pretty good philosophy. Yeah. Like, like you, a, a lot of people are dealing with rough shit. A lot of people have stuff working against Everybody them. Everybody does. Yeah. Everybody. And some people more than others. But you know what? There's still people who find a way to be good people. So, like, you can just you just do it. It's not hard. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. Um, but... Javier Bardem, he's a wonderful man, but a chilling man. A chilling, a <laughs> chilling a actor. scary boy. A scary man in the movie. The story. I mean, the story is amazing. It's like, it, it's really gripping. And like, I, we've fucking been studying it all week in our screenwriting class because like it, the, um, the, its ability to contextualize like without using um, many signifiers is like really fantastic. Plus like, I just like all of the the way that it interweaves its like themes into the narrative is like so good just like like beyond good and like again back to like that like the darkness within like our like mysticism of the old west like like Tommy Lee Jones character wait wasn't Tommy Lee Jones yeah 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 who just like fucking dies like a meaningless death yeah like that's amazing like that's such a great like because he's like the heroic western character and like that, that wasn't tommy lee jones yeah that's no. what i was thinking it was no one. Like, i know i was confused i'm like he was in the last shot of the movie he yeah, said the yeah. last no, line it, it wasn't tommy lee jones who's the other guy in the movie oh, i can't remember his name but his death is such a surprise it's like in psycho where it's like yeah. you're following the woman you're like oh the woman's gonna be the main character and then it just like she just dies in the middle of it and you're like what the fuck and i feel like you never see that in like a modern movie like that's such Josh a, Brolin. Josh Brolin. He was so good in that. Yeah, no, he totally was. But like, but I love that, and it just like it's just nailing in that idea that like this this narrative is like it's false. Like, yeah, you shouldn't believe it. Yeah, and it's like it's all meaningless. Too. Yeah, it's like, all meaningless. It's all empty. It's all just like morally fucking bankrupt. Yeah, it's just it. The way it all winds together in the end is like so nice and like. Also, uh, amazing visuals for that one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a beautifully shot movie. Beautifully. And just, like, yeah, all of the acting's amazing. I always forget Woody Harrelson's in it. Oh, shit, yeah, he played that detective, that cop. He was so good. He was so creepy, too. Yeah. Fuck. And the momentum in that movie, I feel like. Woody Harrelson is just good in anything, pretty much. I hear he smokes marijuana. A lot. (laughs) Wait, was he the one? You know, he gave it up recently. Weed? Yeah. Because I saw him on Bill Maher, and Bill Maher was like... (laughs) I know, I know, bear with me. (laughs) 
Bill Maher was like really angry at him because he stopped smoking weed. <laughs> That's a very Bill Maher thing to do. I I watch a good amount of Bill Maher because it's like I'm trying to get all sides of the story, but I'm not going to fucking watch Fox News. <laughs> That's a good point. I don't watch Bill Maher because like Bill Maher gets like like hardcore conservatives on. Yeah, and like I'm, I am curious to see like people's opinions and where they're at. It's, he gets like the non-stupid conservatives, except one time he had Milo Yiannopoulos on. No, <laughs> no, Stella, no. <laughs> and I watched that, and it made me want to die. I'm so glad he's not a thing anymore. Like, didn't he go bankrupt? Yeah, no, literally, cancel culture works. Like, <laughs> no, he got canceled, and then like literally everything got taken away from him because he's a fucking idiot and he's a horrible person. He really is a despicable human. Being. Yeah, and uh... he's no convictions. At all. No. And the convictions he does have are awful. Yeah, and stupid. Yeah. Like, everything he, out of his mouth is stupid. It's very true. It's very true. And he just wants attention. Mm-hmm. It's just all about getting attention, getting his name in the headlines. He's slimy. He's, He's very slimy. slimy. Yeah. So, like, I don't, I'm not a fan of, like, that, but also I like to hate watch it. Yeah. I, I, I just that. hate watching a lot that. of stuff. I get that. <laughs> um, wait, so... Yeah, Woody um, Harrelson does oh, no, yeah. no longer smokes weed. <laughs> That's kind of disappointing. Yeah, it's a little bit. But good for him. He needs to do what he needs to do. Yeah. He's a really good actor. He is. Um, have you seen True Detective? No. Again, I need to. I similar need to. like like the corruption of like that deep southern like like country vibe. Um, you need to watch season one. You will love it. I think I'll watch it with Corey and we'll get very high before we watch it. <laughs> Dude, yeah, Corey would love it too. You guys will really like it. It's like season two is okay. No, season one's really where it's at. I think there's a season three too that's supposed to be pretty good, but um, season one is like like groundbreaking TV. Oh, yeah, I heard a lot about it, and I, I've seen that one, the long shot in season yeah. one. I've seen that. I did a steady cam workshop, so <laughs> legally I can operate a steady cam. Look at you! Hey, hey! And we watched that as like tr- training. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, but I was gonna ask you if you saw some Woody Harrelson movie, but I can't think of it right now. <laughs> um, um, wait, what's the one with him and Juliet Lewis where they're like tripping in the desert? Which one? Um, fuck. It's oh. like they're they're on the run. They're. I'm gonna look up Woody Harrelson movies. <laughs> Woody Harrelson, IMDb. Woody Harrelson's like in that Paul Rudd category of like you can't not like him. And I Natural Born like... Killers. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, I have not seen that. You, you should watch that too. Oh shit. Also really good, and it's Juliette Lewis, and she's amazing. Um, oh, now you see me. I forgot that that was something. I did not like. Now you see me. <laughs> now you see me too. Have you seen that interview with Jesse Eisenberg about Now You See Me, where he's just so so mean to the interviewer, <laughs> like like ridiculously mean? It's so funny. Damn, that's really sad. It was in 2012. Okay, the 2012 movie was bad, but it was like a oh, fun shut kind up. of bad. It was so good. <laughs> I don't like it, but 12-year-old me likes it. Or more like 7-year-old me. Oh, wait, 2012? 2012. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The movie 2012? No, I thought you were talking about the movie Okja. Which Woody Harrelson isn't in, and I don't know why. (laughs) I thought you were bringing it up. No, I said 2012. Have you seen Okja? It's really good. No, I haven't. Isn't uh, Jake Gyllenhaal in that movie? Yes, he is. And Tilda Swinton. Didn't the guy who did did, uh, Snowpiercer do that movie? Yeah. And Bong Joon-ho and Parasite. Bong (laughs) Joon-ho? Yeah. Seen Bong (laughs) Joon-ho? 
we could do a whole bong joon ho episode too oh yeah we definitely because you, you could watch oaksha for that because i'll rewatch snowpiercer i love snowpiercer i love i love snowpiercer and i love parasite yeah they're both amazing he's he's a fantastic dude yeah we got to do a whole episode on that um Wait, any other I, I know there's more coen brothers movies um burn after reading was fucking amazing um fucking and i think john malkovich was in that he was really good in that i haven't seen it but yeah it does appear that john malkovich is in it and i mentioned this in, in the lost episode but john malkovich was also in this play in the 80s called true west and more people need to see this because they made it into a movie with gary sneese and john malkovich and they're so fucking good in it uh so you def- it's on youtube it was like a, a movie made in the 80s but it's so good um any who rant over uh <laughs> What's this movie, Bridge of Spies? I heard about this, but the, the Didn't poster... did Spielberg do that? I thought Spielberg did that. but So the poster for the movie is ridiculous. It's Tom Hanks with an American flag in the background, and then on the other side of Tom Hanks's head, it's just like a hammer and sickle. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't notice, it's political. <laughs> the communism. It's American. Tom Hanks is American. <laughs> I haven't oh, seen True Grit. I haven't either. I also haven't seen Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Have you seen um, The Hudsucker Proxy? <laughs> what were those words you just said? <laughs> it's a movie with Tim Robbins where he invents something. I don't remember. I saw it when I was little. <laughs> oh. I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen this. I, I remember I it's, it. it's like old. Well, not that old. It was 94, but ooh, Jennifer Jason Leigh. Oh, <laughs> she was really good in Hateful Eight. She was. I, I like her um, in, I like her in Tarantino stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's really good. Um, oh, brother, Barton Fink. We need to mention Barton Fink. Yeah, we do. So uh, I have not seen Barton Fink, and I'm not going to. I have, and I, I, I did hate it so much. I, I really didn't like it. It is, like, I mean, like I was saying earlier, it's just, like, all of that, like, that really kooky comedy that's so quirky and different. Like, that's just, it's just shooting you with it the entire time. And that, like, I don't know. It's just, like. It's... Is it a Jewish movie? Because <laughs> these guys look Jewish. A little bit, yeah. It's a little Jewy. See, <laughs> I can't like... say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just looking at the pictures. I'm not going to see this movie. I do not want to watch this. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's it's very quirky in a way that's like so over the top. I don't enjoy it. Yeah. I It's like, and I don't want to say it's bad. It's like, if you like that thing, you'll really like it. But I don't, so I don't like it. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, but I did like Hail Caesar. I really did. <laughs> yeah, I did not. Wait, wait. Wait, how do I get back? Coen Brothers directed Bad Santa. <laughs> no. No. Are you joking? Apparently, yes. It was just under... Wait, I'm going to see if they, like, produced it or something. Because, like, they're they're listed as being involved. Did they do Suburbicorn? <laughs> Suburbicorn? <Huh>? Oh. <laughs> I always thought it was Suburbicorn. <laughs> Suburbicorn. That's with Matt Damon. So I haven't seen Subvert. I haven't either. <laughs> I've not seen it, but I've heard it's terrible. I did too. I I, I always get that movie confused with uh, the movie where he's shrunk. What 
what downsizing is i think it's uh that one downsizing isn't that where he gets shrunk it's like honey i shrunk the kids but he's like in an office he's like gotta sign paperwork with a huge pen why does this exist this looks so (laughs) bad what yeah and i I always get that this confused with suburbicorn (laughs) new name suburbicorn (laughs) (laughs) and they were released in the same year yeah i I have no interest in Suburbicon. Like, I did when I first saw, like, the trailers and stuff. Because, you know. I I remember the trailer being good. Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Um, Cat's out. (laughs) Cat's out of the bag. The cat's out of my bedroom. New podcast guest, Sky, the cat. (laughs) Oh. He's a good cat. Or she. She. Cut that. (laughs) She's a good cat. (laughs) No, no, no. She's a good cat. Um... What were the other Coen Brothers movies? Fucking, I need to go back on my Google search. Jesus Rolls, which I didn't see. I haven't seen that. I mean, that's that's a spinoff from Big Lebowski, right? Oh, did they do that? What yeah. even is that? The, um... 2019? Yeah, the, what's his name? Um, John Turturro's character in Big Lebowski. It's like his movie. Director John Turturro. Screenplay John Turturro. <laughs> Wait, why Starring does it... <laughs> John Turturro. Love that for John Turturro. <laughs> Cast Audrey Turturro. <laughs> wait, literally. Oh, wait, no, that's a different, that's a different last name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Miller's Crossing, I haven't seen. I haven't either. Um, let's move on. Yeah, I think that's pretty much all the Coen Brothers yeah, movies I've I'd seen. Yeah, I'd say... The objective best Coen Brothers movie is No Brother Where Art Thou. I would say objective best Coen Brothers movie is No Country for Old Men. Yeah, the, it's, they're pretty much tied for me. Like, they're really good in different ways. Um, but I'd say, like, O Brother Where Art Thou is the most accessible. It's, like, it's definitely the most mainstream style, but it's, like, it's so fun to watch, and it's so enjoyable, and it, it's, like, it makes you feel so good when you watch it that it's, like, I'd say it's top for me just because it's, like, I don't know. It's just so like nice. Yeah, that's the opposite of No Country for yeah, Old Men. Exactly <laughs> no Country opposite. for Old Men is a depressing experience, <laughs> um, but it's so fucking good. It's like chills you to your bones. Um, yeah. And I think it, it like like we talked like you said about them uh, taking the conventions of the Western, really turning them on their heads and innovating and saying something new with them. Yeah. I think that's really really fucking awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. I agree. <laughs> uh. I'm going to say something else. I'm going to delete that. I'm going to say, I think that's really. <sighs> you have to leave I all of I can't think of any adjectives. <laughs> you got to leave all of that <laughs> in. Um, but yeah, I think No Country for Old Men. You don't need to know it's a Coen Brothers movie. You just no, need to see it. No, it's just like, it's a good movie on its own. It's like one of those movies where it makes you excited to make movies. Yes, yes. Like that sure. and uh, There Will Be Blood. They're very similar and yeah. they make me feel the same way. They're yeah. like. I need to go make a movie. I'm unhappy and I'm ready to make some movies. Um, That should have just been my college application. (laughs) I fucking, I fucking hate the comment. That was an awful experience. Um, But our, should we say objective worst movie or do you want to say more about? No, objective worst movie. So our objective worst. I went with Suburbicon, which I realized I haven't seen. But from everything I've seen about it, it really does look like it's their worst movie. I'm going to say their objective worst movie was Downsizing. (laughs) 
Just kidding, it's Barton Fink. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I'm not going to watch Barton Fink. <laughs> or the first five minutes of A Serious Man, because it just had nothing to do with the rest of the movie. Dude, yeah, so many people really, I mean, like, hardcore Coen Brothers fans really like Barton Fink, for obvious reasons. If you have a Barton Fink poster, that's a whole new level. Get out of here. It's like not even Stop a... listening to this <laughs> right now. Take it down. It's different than having a Big Lebowski poster. Because I feel like you have a Big Lebowski poster because of the Big Lebowski, but you have Barton Fink poster because you want people to know that you know about the Coen Brothers. <laughs> Admittedly, I say like I could probably get along with somebody who has a Barton Fink poster more than a Big Lebowski poster. I feel like the Barton Fink guy or woman or person would be just, uh, they'd be kooky enough. Yeah. Where <laughs> I, I can get along with real life kookiness. Yeah, with real life kookiness, I can deal with it. Like, I'm like, oh, you're, you're a fucking weirdo. Yeah, <laughs> like, like no, nobody poster. who has a big Lebowski poster is going to be a fucking kooky weirdo. Yeah. Like, you're be the most cliche douchebag you've ever met. Literally. <laughs> Ooh, this, our, our whole podcast is just advice on, like, what posters to get <laughs> <laughs> to um, be cool. It's true, it's true. Get a tapestry. <laughs> just get a tapestry instead. Dude, freshman year, get, like, a Chunking Express poster, and then when it becomes relevant, when all of your film classes show it, then it'll be like, <laughs> I had it first, actually. Get a Mishima poster. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Quainus Quatsi. Um, um, so what would you say that the Coen brothers are trying to convey through their filmmaking? I think this is a lot harder to answer than, like, probably any of the other directors will discuss. You know, actually, the more I think about it, the more I feel like it's more clear-cut. If you just look at the story, I feel like they're really pushing the narrative that, like, like moral corruption's a slippery slope, which, like, I think is pretty much what all of their movies are saying. Yeah, that's that could be said about, about every single one, definitely. Yeah. And like you said, making bad decisions and that yeah. it's so easy to get caught up in, in And like making decisions shit. based on like your like material wants and needs based Ooh. like instead of like your empathy. Um, and I think Fargo is the perfect distillation of this for sure. Because it's like Absolutely. you have um, Frances McDermott's character who's like, like she like it's a happy ending for her. Like things work out nicely and it's because she's an, a kind person. And it, like, I think that like, it's just such a nice clear cut moral for such a complicated movie. And like, I find that very enjoyable. Yeah. They deal with morality a lot. A lot. A lot. Which I respect because I think it's like a lot more complex an issue than we give it credit for. Like, I think everybody has their own idea of what morality is, but we think that there's like more of a general idea, but I don't think that's the case. I think it's subjective. Yeah. And applying it to your everyday life, and when you get in those situations, you're not thinking about morality. No. Like, that's the last thing on your mind. No, and we're, like, I think the human curse, too, is that we're, like, plagued with constant, like, thoughts over, like, this material things, and, like, or just, like, these, like, light emotional attachments and things that don't actually really, in the end, affect our lives, but we put so much of our, like, faith and like our attention and our time in them christ said lay not <laughs> upon your treasures where moss and rust doth corrupt and i think it's very relevant we can't spend all our time prioritizing all quote i think that was in the bible <laughs> that was impressive um i haven't read the bible <laughs> i'm not a christian <laughs> um but yeah i think i think it's easy to say like 
oh yeah just be a moral person just like fucking yeah i'm a good person like oh yeah i'm a good person but then when you're placed in those super insane situations and it's it's all it's all a slippery slope like you said and it's like you don't think you're you're making yourself a bad person by oh i'm just doing this i'm just doing this it's (laughs) only this it's fine and then all of a sudden you're like in deep shit yeah (laughs) but i think yeah all of his movies do that and all of the people who are like more not even morally altruistic i'd say but like i think especially like movies in all of their movies the people who have flaws but work to overcome them are the people who come out on top i think that's a really cool message yeah it's nice to see such a wholesome and legitimate message like coming through in films like that and consistently like through their filmography yeah. you could say it's an auteur <laughs> or you could not say that i won't <laughs> i should not i don't know i like I, I think that's cool i never really thought about it until now but like that's that's interesting that they kind of lace that throughout i don't like i in all the things i write i feel like i like i'm super fucking bleak in all of it and like in terms of the greater thematic notion and i like the idea of like this like consistent really positive theme yeah yeah i with the little that i've written it's always like just shit that's going on like in my head where it's like shit i'm dealing with and shit i know and it's like it's not it's not like i don't it's hard to put a happy ending on that because you're like well this is not that's not how it is yeah um and you're so partial towards yeah yeah it's so connected but yeah, I just think it's like, I don't know, it, it's really, it's cool to see that and like see that, that simplicity of that message be done in like a, such a unique way every time. Yeah. So ultimately, like we have our problems with the Coen brothers, but like they, they're doing good. Yeah, you can't, hate them. you can't, you can't hate, hate them. You can't hate them. No, of course not. They, they've, they've put out some poopers and uh, <laughs> some, some shitty people have glommed on to their films, but you can't. It, they're so good. They're, yeah. they're classic. So... You know what Do you have any? Uh, I let, Stella. Let me ask you a question before yeah, we, uh, ask me a question, but before we leave, do you know any uh, like neat or uh, cool or maybe fun facts <laughs> about um, this director, Pear? Graham, I got some news for you. I absolutely do have a fun fact. Actually, it's not that fun because. I tried looking for fun facts for the Coen brothers, and they're just, like, kind of vanilla dudes. Like, they they don't do much interesting stuff other than the movies that they make. So, like, I couldn't find anything too interesting. But I didn't know this, and maybe more people do, and I'm just dumb. But the Coens all, like, jointly edit all of their own films under the pseudonym Roderick James. Which, like, why did they do that? (laughs) That's really weird. I never knew that. (laughs) Have they won any, uh, like, awards for editing? (laughs) I hope so. Because then what do they do? <laughs> Wait, but like, that's weird, right? Like, why? Why not just say <laughs> Coen Brothers? Like, people would like you way more if you said edited by Coen Brothers. Because Roderick rules. <laughs> you, you got me there. Only but ori- also Jane's. Only original Roderick, though. Not the new Roderick. <laughs> not the film Roderick. <laughs> not the shitty Roderick. <laughs> um... So um, that, that's about it for today, boys. Fascinating director pair. Yeah. Great, great pair of brothers. I, I couldn't imagine making a film with my sibling. Do you have a sibling? I do. I have a sister. Why do I always forget that? I don't talk about her all the time. <laughs> How old's your sister? 14. Oh. She's going to be 15 in a couple days. Oh. I know. I sent her card in the mail a couple, awesome. probably a week ago. Probably a week ago. So it'll... 
Happy it should be there, right? Right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, that's awesome. Um, but wait, what were you saying? Oh, making movies with your sibling. Oh yeah, that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Helen, but I'm not gonna make a film. With you. Sorry. Yeah, can't relate. Only child. Um, but like, I don't know. It's just it, they they're incredibly prolific like oh yeah so many fucking movies oh yeah how do they do that across the board yeah. too like all, all different genres and they're they, they still retain their their tone too yeah it's like it's their movie no it's bonkers they're doing good oh yeah absolutely can't complain can't, can't, com- can't complain <laughs> um so that's that's about it for us today folks um go follow me on instagram i'm at stella.drewss and Graham is F underscore Instagram G R A H A M and uh, and and follow Pods on Twitter and Instagram for more updates. The Instagram is Pods Emerson and the Twitter is Pods Emerson. I run the Twitter, so get ready for some really chaotic shit posts, folks. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. Um, so that's about it. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>